They are all against me. They all must die. Marge! Oh, Marge! I'm in the kitchen, Homer! Hey everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins. And my name is Bob Canning. And Tim, Mm -hmm. do you know in your town where you're living right now, are they going to do trick-or-treating this year? Oh, in Salem? In Salem. Like, can they can they cancel can they cancel Halloween in Salem? Is that allowed? I mean, they they have events they have, have been canceled. They pulled back. People are still showing up like idiots. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of called off. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's ouch. Well, hey, are your kids' spirits being crushed this week? Too? They are. They are pretty badly, actually. If you're well, asking I'm glad me, that the people raising children who listen to us, trying to escape for 40 minutes the terrors and horrors of the current pandemic, are opening with this. This well, is what you want. You want to start with this? I, I always have a plan. Um, you always take it off the rails, but I usually have a plan. Wow. That's was, the most you've ever thought about yourself out loud. I'm very it's honest and accurate, but I was a little surprised to have been that there I'm the problem in your no, scenario I mean, you just presented. Well, Off it's the not that rails. You, no, you're not the problem. And I guess for listeners listeners who are regular listeners, I'm sure they've realized by now. I we generally have the same opening. You'll do the intro, we'll say our names, I'll ask you a question. And they the, also realize we're in the middle of a pandemic, so we didn't have to make it the first thing i i guess not but my point was i was wanted to talk about halloween and how halloween for a lot of people this year is going to be different it's gonna suck it's gonna blow i forgot about that the halloween fix that you want and then i was gonna maybe we would segue to here's a nice way to get some halloween into your lives watch the simpsons treehouse of horrors specials that's where I was going, but I on but, Fox. But I never, I never tell you where I'm going. No, that's I good. I always that's... ask the question with with a segue in mind, but I I never let you know what that, that segue is. So it's not that you take it off the rails; you just react naturally to it, and it goes where it goes. God, is that natural? That seemed like a, it seemed like I was overreacting. I'd hate to think is that how I am in everyday life? Nah. I mean, I, our everyday life is just this podcast, so I don't I don't know if that's what you do regularly. Yeah, I do this, and then I just stay at home in quarantine without a job because of this pandemic that you just brought up within moments with the music playing and everything. I didn't mention the pandemic. Kind of did. I mentioned this year. What is this year? You reminded yeah. people that they're listening to the show in twenty twenty. I that's guess harsh. that's true. That's harsh. Ah, uh, I brought everyone down. Well, I mean, everyone. I don't think anyone made it any further into the show because apparently it went off the rails, and nobody wants to hear that. I don't think we can ignore. The world at large, Tim, and we're for talking an hour. About, we can well, but we're talking about Halloween, 
And I just thought I would bring that up. Hey, instead of that, do you want to talk about the Simpsons Halloween specials? Sure. I mean, if that's... (laughs) I mean, that's a yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought we were, it was going to be a, a vicious dissection of the most recent polls as featured on C-SPAN. But we can do a Simpsons-related episode, if that's what you'd rather. Is it is it holiday-based? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's holiday-based. Halloween-based. Halloween. What did I say? I said holiday. Halloween's yeah. not really a holiday. It's more of a, a seasonal thing. Not here in Salem, where they canceled it. What do you consider a holiday? Like, a holiday is, like, because you would get a day off, so it's a holiday? Um, I guess when I, you know, I think about church, it's a little churchy. Like, oh, there's too much, you know, there's a little God in that and some, I don't know. You make I a always good see point. Halloween as a holiday. No, it is. You're probably right. We just, Not we this still year, have though. to go to school that day. Well, no, they don't. It's all homeschool because of the pandemic. Well, they still have to attend their online classes uh, mm-hmm. that day. Although this year it's a Saturday, right? Uh, I don't know. Is it? I, I think it is. They I called don't... it off here, so we don't, have, we don't even have calendars. They took those. <laughs> They canceled dates. No dates, everyone. That, you know, it feels that way. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, so are you, you're not taking your kids out for trick-or-treating this year? No. Um, we, we considered it. And I've seen a couple houses around the neighborhood that have installed, um, installed. just the, the tubing. Like they'll just get the PVC pipes. Like a pneumatic tube, like in the shadow? Uh, I, I don't know if it's like that. It's a PVC, like a plumber's plastic plumbing pipe um and and they have set it up along the banister of their porch uh or the railing of their stairs and so they can be at the top of the stairs drop candy in the pvc pipe it will come out at the other end um so that is a a one option that i think people are doing around here but But everyone's going to be touching that other end aren't they with their hands uh, well the the hope i think would be that you would put your your bag or your your bucket underneath that without touching and the candy would just fall into it. Um, and then you would go home and rinse all that off, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I am not taking my kids out this oh, year. Oh, okay. We have purchased like six bags of candy as if everything were normal. And mm-hmm. we'll just eat that. Oh, great. Yeah. Normal. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, did I remind you of something? It's an election year. No, but... um. But 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 so what might you be doing instead was the segue you were you had. Yes. You had a really good one and then yeah. somehow it got derailed. A little bit. A little derailed. <laughs> a little Somebody bit. must have derailed it. Someone who oh, thought man. they were a worthwhile contribution to the show but is now questioning their participation in it by realizing, oh, you had a plan, direction, and notes, and all I had was the assumption that, well, I'll just make my voice go up a little and sound freaked out. You've misinterpreted my use of the term derailed. Um, but the, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think you that. misinterpreted then what derail means. That is the definition. I mean, I wasn't being as extreme as you. I used derail, extreme. but I just meant that that I didn't intend for it to become such a uh, uh, cantankerous of discussion. All right. A cantankerous of discussion. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. So, yeah, to get back on the rails, what are we doing today? What is this big Halloween episode of 20th Century Pop, our big end of the month, couple days before non-trick-or-treating, so really any day episode? What are what, what What's it about? We've done a binge and podcast, Tim. We're, we're binging and podcasting today. We have binged three episodes of The Simpsons' Halloween special, the first three Halloween specials, which a lot of folks uh, know as the Treehouse of Horrors. 
But terror. The, is, that, is it horrors or is it terror? I have terror tree, typed out. Treehouse of Terror. Yes. Is that right? Now, now I'm starting to doubt myself. Let no, I, I'm sorry. It is Treehouse No, you could be right. Is it House of Horror? It says Treehouse of Horror. You're correct. Oh, see? And the first Treehouse of Horror was the third episode of the second season, um, airing on October 25th, 1990. And to put that a little bit into perspective, um, the number one song on the radio that week was Janet Jackson's Black Cat. And uh, the Friday after it aired, uh, two movies kind of opened at the box office. Kirstie Alley's Sibling Rivalry debuted at number two. And then the horror uh, anthology Graveyard Shift that felt so stilted. Like, here's a little call from 30 years ago. It, it sets the scene. It sets the tone. Mr. Plote, Homer Simpson here. When you sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground. No, you didn't. Well, that's not my recollection. Yeah, well, all right, goodbye. He says he mentioned it five or six times. So the first story um, is called Bad Dream House. And I I believe it was uh, uh, Bart that told this story. Um, And it basically is your your haunted house trope, a little bit of Amityville, um, where the Simpsons move into a new house, uh, but the house is cursed, and the house tries to scare and torture the family uh, so they will leave the house was the show experimenting with animation styles before this like i do feel like this episode there's some there's actually some usage of unsettling colors and shades that yeah that's what they did with this story i don't think they did that prior to to this special they wouldn't have a a reason to no i I guess that's true because it's kind of a spooky theme but yeah this is a nice introduction to it what's the second story um was hungry are the damned Another classic alien abduction trope. Are UFO and alien stories a Halloween thing to you? I don't know if they're like a one-for-one type of connection, but they're they're a side connection, sure. I mean, it's I science it, fiction, so yeah, it's, it's out fiction, there. Alien abduction, you know, you can enjoy Not that. Not to say I any, don't believe they're real. I just meant the way that they're approaching it. Right. No, I think you can do that any time of the year. I think it works uh, at Halloween time, no, you know. But it could work any time of the year. But I think it works here. Did you like this segment? Like, um, yeah, I've always enjoyed this segment. Um, it's a classic. It's it's our introduction to Kang and Kodos. Why is it classic? You're saying this is a classic Simpsons or a classic Halloween? What What is it that's memorable about uh, it? Well, I, I'm saying it's classic for a couple of reasons. One, I think the just the trope of it, of aliens preparing the Simpsons for a feast and the, the jokes that come out of that where uh, they talk about they'll be the guest of honor at the feast and we know or we get the implication that it's because they're going to serve them Um, but I'm also saying it's classic because it's our introduction to Kang and Kodos who um, as I'm sure our listeners know end up making an appearance in every Treehouse of Horror episode uh, since. And you like those characters? Like you want to see them? I, I like that they're around yeah they're perfectly fine they even they've since shown up in other non-Halloween episodes. I yeah, believe. no, that I don't particularly like. That might be what sours me on them. Yeah, I think they should have stayed within the Halloween specials. But um, at the time and through the first decade of The Simpsons, I absolutely loved. Um, here's my chance to see Kang and Kodos. What are they going to be up to? 
Greetings, Earthlings. I am Kang. Do not be frightened. We mean you no harm. You, you speak English. I am actually speaking Rigelian. By an astonishing coincidence, both of our languages are exactly the same. Well, what are you going to do with this man? Kodos and I are taking you to Rigel 4, a world of infinite delights to tantalize your senses and challenge your intellectual limitations. Look, I know that to you we Simpsons are a lower order of life. We face that prejudice every day of our lives. But we are happy on our little planet. We throw ourselves on your mercy. Please return us to... Dinner time. Hey, get a load of that spread. Here you go, Earthlings. Take all you want, but eat all you take. Well, thank you very much, mister. To pronounce it correctly, I would have to pull out your tongue. The segment I remember, this was the one that I actually went to school and talked about, and the one that I think is important is the third segment. It's the Raven based on the Edgar Allan Poe story. And this, I feel like this is the first time they're inserting the characters we know into other roles. Like the previous two stories, they're still the Simpson family. And this one, Marge is in the picture as Lenore. Homer is the character of the Raven and Bart is the Raven. So it's kind of like it can't happen in their world, unlike the other two stories. And it also is sticking to the source material. This is a a dramatic reading that somehow is able to also connect the DNA of the show. Like you have Homer doing a unnerving performance, but still as Homer of actual lines from this poem. And that blew my mind when I saw it. It's, you know, it's not gory, but again, it's very moody. And yeah, the next day in school, it must've been in 10th grade. I was really talking about this segment. Did you know the story prior to that? I I knew Edgar Allan Poe. I don't think I knew this story. The Telltale Heart is a story that I knew and that had always creeped me out. But I got who he was and I understood that this is an aspect of Halloween. I can't recall if I had heard The Raven prior to this, um, but I certainly became familiar with it after that that fact. Do you find him scary? Do you find Edgar Allan Poe scary? um, I've never – not really – Okay. Not on its own. And the thing that always got me is just the um, the words he used of his era. You know, I couldn't quite connect with it because it was just a bit over my head. Um, but then when I've gone back and watched this, it's like, oh, I get what's happening now. I know what – it, it made it easier to understand the poem, as, as ridiculous as that sounds. It, to me, feels kind of like high art. It feels like the show aiming for something. Not that the show wasn't already with what it was doing, but this feels like an achievement. To yeah, me. absolutely. And it doesn't make fun of the Raven. Like, you know, they, they'll they'll insert themselves into pop culture stories. Yeah, it's not a parody. Yeah, it's not a parody. They'll make most of what they do now is parodies. They don't just retell it like they did here. Um, so that, yeah, that's that for sure is an achievement. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed by some unseen scent. Stupid ginger. Swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Rich! I cried. Thy God hath led thee by these angels he hath sent thee. Respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff! Oh, quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Oh! 
be that word outside of parting! Burner fiend! I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the nice platonian shore! No, leave no black plume as a token of the lie. Thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. This kind of shows that they're willing to take some risks. Like the show has definitely changed in three decades. And I think this was one of the first steps of, you know, the first move of the show is we're going to animate aspects of life. So that's kind of cartoony. That's fun. This is showing that they can do other things with that animation. So, yeah, I think it, I think it's for the creators, maybe for the animators and the writers. I think this is definitely a turning point of other things we can do. I don't know if it would have filtered out yet to the audience or not. I guess it did because they followed it up the next year with Treehouse of Horror 2. Um, yes, although to be to be very accurate, it's the Simpsons Halloween special 2. Oh, is it? Yeah, it doesn't become Treehouse of Horror until the fourth um, uh, special. And it never um, becomes Treehouse of Terror like in my notes. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. There might be a Treehouse of Terror comic book. This was the sixth episode of season three. It actually aired on October 31st. So this aired on Halloween. And what Kirstie Alley movie also premiered that week? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, while Kirstie Alley was absent from the big screen, she's probably still on the small screen on Cheers. Um, that Friday following, so November 1st, Highlander 2, The Quickening, okay. opened at the third spot. Curly Sue had its second week at number two, and The People Under the Stairs opened at number one. So that actually opened right after Halloween. Um, Gabriel's Fire, still airing on ABC. And uh, <laughs> some song called Romantic by Karen White. I don't know who that is. That was the number one song in the radio. And apparently this was the year of the Halloween blizzard that kind of wiped through Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska from the 31st of October to November 3rd. And uh, 22 people died. Oh, Jesus, Tim. Those are my notes. There's got to be a better way to deliver that part. I thought it was going to be great and interesting to, to orientate us, but we get it. 1991. I don't know if I watched this when it was first on. Would you have? I think I would have. I think at that time I was still very much into um, Halloween specials and any sort of cartoon specials that were airing on in prime time. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, so I probably would have been aware of it and, and checked it out. So was this one familiar when it started? Totally familiar. I mean, I have rewatched Simpsons episodes um, countless, countless, countless times. So none of this was like, oh, I remember that. It was just, yep, this one. What's the first segment in this one? Um, this one, I don't think these segments have titles. Um, but the first segment is a the, the monkey paw. Yeah, it's based uh, on a story. Did you know that story, The Monkey's Paw? I, I mean, I knew it was an existing story. I, I wasn't like familiar with it as like something I, I had read or knew, but I knew that, that that story or that tale, that legend or whatever was out there. And what's the setup of it, loosely? <laughs> the setup of it, it's weird. For whatever reason, they're in like Marrakesh or somewhere, um, and they uh, Homer buys The Monkey Paw, because he, he's told it can grant wishes. And so the family has to decide what what wishes to grant. And then one by one, uh, all the wishes are granted. And the wishes bring... The, the wishes are granted, but they also bring a form of of, uh, of horror 
as well. Tragedy. Is it horror or is it irony? I thought all the witches are supposed to be ironic. I guess I guess it's out. more uh, ironic than than horror. Until you get to the last one. That was horrific. What was the last one? The turkey sandwich. Oh, okay. I don't even remember cuz like this I don't know. Like I this one seems like they're telling a story. It, it's it might be an O. Henry story. I'm not sure. It's a supernatural esque story, esh story. But is it really a Halloween story? Does it have anything to do with Halloween? I mean, it's I guess not specifically Halloween, but it is like you're saying. It's it's a fantasy story. It's a, it's a tall tale, and there are wishes granted, and and bad things happen. The Kang and Kodo show up when when Lisa wishes for world peace, and the wish um, comes true by everyone destroying all of their weapons, and so Kang and Kodos can come down and conquer the planet. Um, so you get you get that. This one's kind of anticlimactic almost. Like it just sort of peters out. Uh, yeah, it peters out. It ends with that turkey joke where Homer makes the last wish, um, gets the dry turkey, and then he throws out the monkey paw, and Ned gets it. And Ned makes his wishes, and we don't see the irony that happens to Ned. All of his wishes seem to be perfect. Well, I guess my first wish is to get rid of those awful aliens. Ah, he's got a board with a nail in it. And save humanity, will ya? Run, Kodos! <laughs> well, Kang, it seems the Earthling won, did they? That board with the nail in it may have defeated us, but the humans won't stop there. They'll make bigger boards and bigger nails. Soon they will make a board with a nail so big it will destroy them all. <laughs> I was bored by this segment. Compared to what we had just seen, it already seemed where like they have to bring the aliens back. It's what we're expecting. It felt like a modern day episode to me in that it wasn't really horror. It was just bizarro kind of thing. What did you think of this? The next segment then did, was that more what you were hoping for, for for Halloween special? It's the Twilight Zone, is it? Yeah, it's a Twilight Zone parody. Bart, everyone is in fear of Bart because he has this mental ability to change people or make people disappear, or change them into things. And this is based on a Twilight Zone episode, so I like that. But again, I don't think of the Twilight Zone as a Halloween thing. I think of it as a New Year's thing because they do those marathons. And I get it. They're, 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 they're spooky stories. But much like the monkey's paw, they're stories that have a twist, you know, kind of a twist ending kind of thing. So it's just it, – it, it's odd to me. It, it doesn't feel like a Halloween thing. It just feels like we can tell a story out of continuity. Presented for your consideration, Springfield, an average little town with a not-so-average monster. The people of Springfield have to make sure they think happy thoughts and say happy things because this particular monster can read minds and if displeased can turn people into grotesque walking terrors. And did I mention that the monster is a 10-year-old boy? Quite a twist, huh? Bet you didn't see that one coming. So you were hoping for scarier, perhaps, or, you know, something more along the lines of like the haunted houses. Maybe, yeah, the haunted house or the raven. I just having just come from that, both of these first two segments just feel like already they're just like, let's do episodes that break all of our rules. And it's fine. It's funny. 
and there are some jokes in it. Like, did you like this segment? Did do you remember this segment? Uh, yeah, this segment's okay. I mean, just comparing it to the 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 other two episodes around it, it's it's my least favorite episode of the three we watched. Of the three, there's the whole episode. Yeah, like as a whole, because even the last one, even though it is more horror related, because we have a monster movie um, parody, we've got a Frankenstein parody. Um, it also is just weak. It doesn't have the same punch. I was just really surprised at the quality on this and just the subjects. Like the the Frankenstein one, it's Frankenstein. That's a Halloween costume. It's a character we know. But yeah, just I didn't. I I found this whole twenty two minutes <laughs> just to be dull. But I don't know if I would have. That's why I'm wondering. Do you remember when it was on? Was it dull then, as a kid watching it? I don't have a memory of it enough to tell you if it was dull then. I wouldn't think it would have been dull. I don't think, you know, how old would I have been there? Uh, 90, this was 91. Yeah. Um, so mathematically, you know, I'd be a teenager, so maybe I would have found it dull. But Have you um, watched it in the years since? Like, did it seem familiar as you were watching it? Oh, to- totally. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen all these episodes countless times, so there wasn't anything new or surprising. It's not the one I would go back to. Smithers, to the laboratory. You know, Smithers, I've always despised the laziness of the common worker. Then I realized his spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. So I replaced the flesh, which is weak, with steel, which is strong. Behold, the greatest breakthrough in labor relations since the Cato Nine Tales. How long till it's up and running, sir? Keep your pants on, Smithers. First, we need a human brain. I mean, I have some segments from Treehouse of Horrors that I really enjoy, um, but they they come two or three years after this. Oh, so not even – what about the next one? Not even the season four episode that um, aired on Thursday, October 29th I, I, as the fifth episode <laughs> of season five? I have – Opposite I, Delta, the Delta Burke TV show at ABC. <laughs> oh, man, Delta. Forgot about Delta. Yeah, it's next week's episode. I have a uh, soft next week, spot. Delta for, with Delta Burke. <laughs> I have a soft spot for um, the first segment of the third episode that we watched, uh, A Clown Without Pity. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've always enjoyed that. I've always liked the I visual. I can't believe you're not curious to what was in the theaters at this time. I can't believe you jumped right into talking about this episode and I you thought, didn't you know, want to hear. I thought for the we, second we week in a once. row, what Under it? Siege was the number one movie in Under America. Siege. Beating out A River Runs Through It and beating out Last of the Mohegans, Under Siege, with, I forget the actor's name. Kevin uh, Seagal, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Kevin Pollock's Under Siege. <laughs> Fresh off of Willow, he worked four years to get this to the screen as he saw fit. Make sure I get to do an impression, he said. And then three years later, make let me be the best thing in that horrible movie about Kaiser Sose. <laughs> horrible? Yeah, I didn't a- like it. I didn't like it when we talked about it as like the third episode of our show ever. Yeah, yeah I didn't, that movie is awful. Oh my god! I, I yeah, wow. You don't remember that? We disagreed immensely on that. I guess episode. we did, but we I don't did. remember it. Well, I mean, it's very low fidelity recording. We were much younger, and I probably didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> but you only like the first segment of the episode that aired the same week. End of the road by Boys to Men was number one on the Billboard Hot Charts. Um, 
Um, I'm not saying that that was the only one I, I liked. I'm saying that that's, that's one that I especially like. Now, do you remember it because it's the episode, or do you remember it because you were so relieved because this particular date was the day following the date the Dami Mission, a Christian cult based in South Korea, had claimed to be the rapture and the end of the world? No, that was uh, unrelated. Okay, because that, that was also in the notes. Got it. Yeah. Um, I, I loved this one. This was my favorite of the three. All three, all three segments? So the episode as a whole? Is the episode as a whole, I think, just because it felt like what I remember The Simpsons as being. That Raven segment was the most memorable, but this felt like, I yeah, I was loving the show at this point. Um, did you have a particular fondness for the first uh, segment, A Clown Without Pity? Um, yeah, it, this one, I did, because one, it felt like it was just it was constant jokes like the show's pace must have changed between season three and four because this one is constant one-liners yeah like ongoing but yeah no i i love this one i thought it was i mean it has a weird upbeat and sudden ending but it's another twilight zone parody i mean the episode is about a living doll a crusty doll that comes to life and is trying to kill people and he winds up living with malibu stacy in a dream house right i um i don't know i i thought this one was funny you know, and it was yeah. eerie enough because I know the storyline. I know this one from the Twilight Zone. It's a creepy episode. And it's playing, this one plays as a direct parody, I think. More than the previous ones, too. It's a parody of that episode. Yeah. I'm Krusty the Clown, and I don't like you. <laughs> I'm Krusty the Clown, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Didn't even pull the string that time. I said I'm going to kill you. You, Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah? With what? Ah! Ah! Homer, what's wrong? <laughs> that doll tried to kill me. I'd say that the pressure's finally gotten to Dad, but what pressure? Don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you like this segment as well oh yeah yeah i've always liked it i've always liked the just the image of a tiny crusty um going psycho but then switching to um evil to normal and then having a normal life <laughs> living with because oh, the switch on the back yeah. yeah the switch on the back but just just the way he comes home all all harried and and just exhausted and puts his coat on the on the little uh, coat hanger inside the dollhouse. I've just always loved that little image. No, I like this segment. This felt like what I remember Treehouse of Terror being. Yeah. These, I think, were more parodies of of uh, horror movies. And I think that's what uh, what kicked it off because it was still um, bookended. Uh, this is the episode where all, it's a Halloween party. So all the kids from the elementary school are there. A lot of them are. And I think it was Grandpa that was telling the stories, and he was telling stories from old movies. Um, or maybe he did that only for the second one. Because the second one's a parody of King Kong. It's done in black and white, so it is a full-on genre parody. And again, I, I, this one is pretty funny. It's also the first one, I think, that there there are deaths in this. Like characters we know, like Lenny is eaten, Smithers is eaten, I think someone gets crushed underfoot, like one of Marge's relatives. This is the first time I feel like they're really playing with that angle, where it is kind of like we're telling a story where that has no tether in any way to the world of the show. And it worked. And I was a huge fan at that time. Like, I watched a lot of those old movies, and so I've seen King Kong a lot. And so I really 
really loved the bits that they were doing where it was just the still image of Homer's face as King Kong or the or the fake hand coming in and pulling out Marge. Uh, I think they did that. They made that really funny. Hey, I heard we're going to Ape Island. Yeah, to capture a giant ape. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. Candy Apple Island? What do they got there? Apes, but they're not so big. Hey, who's this Homer dude? He's either a 50-foot prehistoric ape or a tourist trap concocted by the Ape Island JCs. Either way, we're going ashore. Am I going too? Of course. We wouldn't think of going without the bait. Uh, that is the bait thing beauty, the bathing beauty. <laughs> I covered that up pretty well. Did you watch the original King Kong? Was that something you would have viewed? Oh, yeah. I, I would have seen it a few times by then. Do people still? Like, do you think that's still? Because there's been so many versions since. Do you no, think? I, no? I'm, I don't think people get to see it as much because it's not on TV like it was back then. Like, you would just have those shows on on the Saturday afternoon. You would get King Kong, Saturday afternoon, Dracula, Wolfman. Um, we, don't, we don't get that anymore. But do you think any of that is because we've had multiple versions? Like, I get that they're classic films. I get that they have impact. Is there just not a draw for people because they have the 2005 version or the 1978 version of the same movie? Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. I mean, just from the perspective of my kids, they would, they, the moment it's black and white, they want nothing to do with it um, because there's other, other things out there for sure. They can see the same movie like you're saying. Um, but yeah, I got my daughter to sit and watch Dracula with me. Uh, the original Bella Lugosi Dracula. How'd that play uh, for her? It did okay. She thought it was boring. Uh, but there were some creepy parts that she liked. And and I think that's a good... For me, that's the way I want to introduce horror movies to my kids. Because I feel like those movies are creepy and scary. But they're not terrifying. And, and it's not like you're seeing gore and disgust. I mean, just the other day... And this is me beginning on my dad... Um, uh, seat right now, my 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 dad's soapbox. I know. I don't know how to relate. I'm I sorry. No point of reference day, here. My daughter asked, "Hey, what's that song that goes something like da na 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 dangerous?" And so I went. I didn't know the song. I mean, I knew this. I've heard the melody, but I didn't know who sang it. The rock so set go, song, dangerous. What's that? It's not the rock set song, dangerous. Is not it? the rock set song. Uh, it's a more modern song. So I type it in, and I'm like, you know, song dangerous and. In Google, uh, a clip comes up, so I play the clip, and we it's the right song, but be, it's playing the video, and the video of the song has horror movie aspects to it for some reason, and it included somebody getting their face bashed in um, to the point where they are unrecognizable. It's gory and bloody. There's veins and eyes hanging out, and it was totally unexpected, and... My daughter was this a like, Wiggles song by the Wiggles? A Wiggles video? This is not a Wiggles video. I guess the band. I can't even remember the name. Sounds of the band. like it is. Um, but my point being, y- y- the gore and everything is just so easy and accepted. That's just the music video for this song, and it's disgusting. And that's well, okay. That's your response. What was her response to her it? Her response was was wide eyes and turning around and going away. She didn't want oh, to see whoops. it. Okay. Um, and we can get to that point, but I'd like to introduce my kids to like, you know, the really creepy Frankenstein movie, 
Do you, you know, find the movies are still creepy to you, or is it a nostalgia? Like, is the does the Dracula movie still work? Um, the Dracula movie didn't really work anymore. There, they had some creepy parts. But was watching it with her an experience? Watching it with her, I think she just got bored with it, and I got bored with it. Um, there's just a lot of long pauses, a lot of long shots of a man walking down a long flight of stairs. Because um, that used to keep that used to captivate you. That had your oh, attention yeah. for a while. It did then, but it doesn't quite do it in, in the world today. But it was dated then too. I mean, it was it was forty or fifty years old at that point. I didn't watch those movies because I was not into those black and white Universal movies. That wasn't something that had my attention. I was already past that. When do you think that altered for you? Uh, what aspect altered for me? I don't know, why why didn't Dracula hold up? You said you used to love that movie. Right? Um, no, Dracula, I wasn't really a lover of Dracula. I loved the Wolfman movies. I loved Frankenstein. Why didn't you show those to her? Uh, because they weren't available. <laughs> Dracula was, was all that was streaming. Uh, we just recently got Peacock, so I think they're available there. So I'm going to, I'm we're approaching Halloween, and I'm going to try and do a Saturday matinee uh, movie of, of one of those. Probably Werewolf, because Frankenstein, um, my kids react really strongly to kids in danger and Frankenstein has the the little girl dying so I don't think I want to show them that but this is still the route you you don't want to show them something creepy like a Simpsons cartoon you don't want to show them something animated you want to this these are the things the tools you want no that's you not entirely dis- true because I do want them to see the Simpsons I've introduced them I was the one that introduced them to the Simpsons and and we're going to sit down and we're going to watch a bunch of these in the coming days as we approach Halloween we're going to watch more Treehouse of Horrors um, we're probably, I'm probably this year going to get them to watch Beetlejuice, um, as part of the Halloween theme of our, our days ahead. Okay. That, but even that's 32 years old now. Sure. But it's the kind of thing that I think they can, there's creepy parts. There's some gross parts, but it's still a comedy and it's still kind of weird as opposed to, I'm not going to show them you know, a Friday the 13th or... Well, no, I wouldn't have seen those until I was in my teenage years. But in terms of... Because you've said before, and I'm not giving anything away or speaking against them, you, you, your your daughters don't handle scares very well. Right. So I don't even know if they like Halloween. They like, they like candy, Tim. They like collecting chocolates. But the element of, of, of the horror isn't there for them? Like, no, do the they, do they watch there. the they, specials? They like, they like Halloween. They like to dress up. All of their costumes have always been uh, fun, non-scary type costumes. Oh, I think sure. One... It's cosplaying. Cosplaying's great. But the element of the holiday doesn't seem, or at least the element that I knew for the holiday, doesn't seem to be there for them. The, the creepy horror side of it is not the there experimentation with that. Yeah. Like, the, like, so why show her, but you want them to have that. It sounds like, cause you're showing her Dracula. Yes. I would love for them to enjoy these types of movies and to enjoy the scares. I would love to be able to walk past a very well put together horror decorated front yard without screaming and crying and, and telling me that I'm a horrible person for having walked down that street with them. Well, so you want it for a peace of mind and for coping methods. You you, you don't want them to enjoy it. I don't want them to enjoy it, like to 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 only want that in their life. But I would want them to appreciate a little bit of that, and they'll get there. I think um, they're still too young for that kind of stuff. But that's why I think 
I know how I was introduced to it and it worked for me. And so that's sort of what I'm trying to do with them. Whether it's the right thing to do, I don't know. But that's that's the method I've kind of uh, latched onto. But there are other things in the world that you're into that they're not. You want them to enjoy a horror story or you want them to be able to make it past one? I want them to be able to appreciate the genre. Do you think these Simpson episodes help with that? Because the last segment of this episode is a zombie segment. It's a parody of zombie movies. Yeah, I absolutely do believe uh, the Simpsons help because... Have they watched these? They've watched the Treehouse of Horror episodes? Um, my old, my oldest only started recently watching them. She refused to watch them for a very long time. These particular ones, the horror ones. Uh, yes, the Treehouse of Horror ones, those episodes. We had to skip them. If we were watching a season, we had to skip those episodes. So her impression was they were still scary, not that it was a fun cartoon show. Right. Are they? Do you think they are too scary? Do you think Marge's opening warning then is actually was worthwhile, given that? Um, it depends on the age, but even, you know, eight-year-olds, I think, are okay to watch these. I think I did not get put off by it. I mean, I guess seeing a little creepy doll running around with a knife can be a little frightening. Well, this last segment, they're raising pets from the dead. They're raising zombies. They eat Flanders. Homer is shooting people with a shotgun. Like, this doesn't, this is the first time I feel like they leaned into horrific things that you actually might want people to know were coming up. I don't know. I just, do you feel like, I do feel like this episode is funnier. I also feel like this one is, this is how I remember the show, or or this is how I feel the show has become. They're gory, they're a lot of deaths, and they're just exaggerated, more exaggerated than normal kind of thing. Barney, not you too. I'm not a zombie, but hey, when in Rome. Wow, George Washington! Take that, Washington! Eat lead, Einstein! Show's over, Shakespeare. Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? Kolchak, Mannix, Banachek, Dano. It was interesting to watch all three of them because I have great memories of what these specials used to be. You know, I feel like they kind of used to be the highlight of the season, kind of like the the episode that goes bonkers compared, you know, in this animated show. But I think that's, again, because they were surreal. You know, these were episodes that were out of the norm of the show. The show has evolved into something that's broader you know, less concerned with the real plot lines. And I feel like elements of how these episodes work with maybe things that happen out of continuity and some of the gross out aspects and the parodies, I feel like that's leaked in, started leaking into other episodes. And, and, and it's sort of become, the show has kind of become this where it's almost indiscernible now sometimes. You can do Halloween episodes throughout the year. Yeah, that's true. They don't, they're not Halloween specific, but they find ways either with dream sequences or just just because they find ways to kind of retell different stories, Bible stories. They've done a few Bible episodes. Do you like that? Do you like that angle for the show? Um, it's okay. Yeah, I don't mind it. I didn't mind it then when I was watching it. I don't watch it regularly now. I've seen Okay, I was going to ask if you've kind of stopped following it. Well, I, I've seen a lot of more recent episodes because my daughter's watching the more recent episodes. So I've seen some of those. But when I was watching it, 
regularly and they were, you know, the original episodes. Um, I didn't mind it. I liked going on those little side stories. I don't know. I feel like it changed. I don't like the route that it went in that sense. I think it does um, make the Halloween episodes less impactful because if you're doing it all the time, then it doesn't. Why? Why have the special? I feel like a lot of them have almost just become parodies of movies. Like it's not even necessarily Halloween themed. It's just a chance to do a parody and throw in some violence or whatever, which again is fine. But My daughter watched one just recently, which I'm pretty sure came out of a Halloween episode uh, where they were the parody of, uh, it was a parody of Avatar. Um, and yeah, that's not really a Halloween type theme, but. There you go. Do you think you'd be watching new episodes if your daughters weren't watching it? No, I wouldn't be. You wouldn't. When did that? When did you stop? Do you think? When did you kind of stop watching the show? Um. Honestly, I was watching it. Um, I wrote for um, the website IGN for a little while, and they tasked me to review new episodes of The when Simpsons. Was that? When during was that time? Oh God, that was ten years ago, I think. Okay. Um, and so I was I was regularly watching. I did the whole season. I might have done it for two seasons. And after I was done, when I couldn't commit myself to that job anymore, um, I didn't go back to the Simpsons. Had you been watching them prior to that? Like as an assignment? Uh, yeah, I had been watching them up, up through there. And so that was I, – I was watching and reviewing the Simpsons when they changed um, their formatting and they had the new opening. Um, and so – However long ago that was, if anybody wants to research that, that's kind of where I stopped watching. Yeah, and I feel like the first 10 years, like probably from like 2000 to 2009, I kind of pulled back. I probably saw a few here and there because I definitely saw the movie. But um, no, there's tons of episodes from that era I don't know. But I definitely feel like coming back to it, it's kind of a chore to watch now. Like I'm not a fan of the Halloween episodes anymore. The way that I was then, and I don't know if that's quality or if it's just because again, the show it was striking out with something new at the time. And it's not, you know, that's become the norm. The show has become the norm too. Right. I can actually pinpoint the episode that turned me off to The Simpsons now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I can't remember the name of it or what season it was. So you can pinpoint it, but you don't know what it is. It was the episode where they had a flashback where Homer was in college, um, or Marge was in college and Homer was trying to woo Marge. And so basically the reason I, I got turned off here is because it rewrote their history. Because Homer so is in a grunge band? Yeah, that was when he was in a grunge band. And it was like, that's not how Marge and Homer get together. That's not a thing that happened. And I know it's decades of a TV show, and I know to flash back and have them be at that age, that would be the age they were in at that point, as opposed to in the 80s. I get was it. Was it the quality that threw you off, or was it just the fact that it was rewriting the continuity? It was the fact that it was rewriting the continuity. And that turned you off the show. Yeah, it did. But that's what things have to do. I mean, any of the comic books I read now, those characters would be in their 70s. I made a point at the time that you could still retell that story and still have it set in the 90s. Um, and still kind of, t- but not change the characters entirely. You know what I mean? You c- could have still done that. But you've got people writing for it who they don't know the childhood of the 80s. That's the thing. Like that no, no, I get period it. I of get time has happening. shifted. I'm not saying that they that it was inevitable. I mean, it was it had to happen. I'm saying it's what turned me off of the show at that time. Because I'm just realizing 
it can't be what I grew up with. It can't be what I fell in love with anymore because it, it has to go this way. It has to happen. But it doesn't sound like it was any of the jokes. It was just the fact that they shifted the timeline up to match where the show was. It's not just shifting the timeline, but they rewrote the history of it. You know, they rewrote the, I don't want to say the history because it's not about the history. The history can change, but the general idea of Homer being, uh, uh, you know, didn't go to college and Marge sacrificing herself and them having, you know, uh, getting pregnant out of wedlock and, and that whole aspect, you can still hold on to that and have it happen in the 90s. But they just sort of ignored that all and had it kind of reshaped who they were at that age. And that's the part that that bugged me about it. Was that the first time something you like shifted that way? Because we've witnessed that with a lot of pop culture, I think, because we're 40 something now. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the cycle of how these things work. I'm not going to read an issue of Iron Man where he's in the Vietnam War. Right. But, but the general person who he is remains the same. He's not a soldier anymore. He didn't even fight in a war. They change that. They change it to match the times the story's being told in. Does it change? Does, and I'm not, I don't know anything about the history of Iron Man in the comics. But picture it. Picture it if you're coming from a storyline about someone in a war who's building armaments and builds their armor to a story as we know it now, where he's a businessman. That's a pretty drastic change of a character's backstory. It is, but would you say that his, his general persona was the same? Like he was still, uh, as a soldier, he, I'm guessing he was. Um, a proud soldier and he was uh, behind and into um, and supported the war effort. And as a businessman, he was into the war effort and wanted to make weapons. Right. So it's still, the theme is still the same. But the, 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 the connection between Homer and Marge is the same given. See, I felt like it it shifted too much. Cause in that timeline, they still met in high school. Right? They didn't meet um, I don't, in college. I don't know. I can't quite remember if that's what they were t- telling. I'd have to go back and rewatch like the they episode. Must, there was too much about it. it that was different. Um, it wasn't the same characters at that age that they were. Like, yeah, I get that he can't be a soldier because that war wouldn't have happened at, at that age. So he's got to be something else. But Homer still, cannot be in Vietnam. You're right. Yeah, he's still a, you know, a, a, a champion of war at that stage of his life. I'm guessing. Um, and so Homer, sh- Homer was never musically inclined. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably being you petty do know. I'm it. asking because I'm curious because this is something, this is one of those examples of something that you were old enough to know what it was when it started because you were in high school when it premiered and you've seen it. It's one of the only things I can think of that we both have seen age for three decades. Not counting each other. I haven't seen you age for three decades. I haven't visually watched it. Haven't we? We're almost there. We're only like three or four years short. Well, this guy, this took a depressing turn. Yes, you're correct. But I'm just saying like, I, there's something in that where it sounds like it betrayed an aspect you liked of the original. So yeah, that, that turned you off of it, regardless of it as a storytelling device. Right. It retconned it, I think is the word. If that's the thing they're saying. And yet the next episode probably didn't even make mention to it. Oh, sure. Because there's no continuity on this show. Yeah. And I might have enjoyed the next episode because I know I had to watch it because I was reviewing it. But something inherently changed your mind on it. Yeah, even so, it, it I didn't need to keep coming back to it after that. 
But I'll always watch the Treehouse of Horror episodes. I'm looking forward to this year's. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I'll watch it, cause I, but I feel like I hate watch it. You I hate watch, watch it, it to be annoyed by it. I watch it to... St- I, I always want to see... I want to see... It. I can't say that I've seen them all, because there'll be years where I've just had more important things to do. Um, but now that I've got the daughter that's a huge Simpsons fan, we're excited. I think it, I think it airs tomorrow night. I know we're recording this, um, and we don't know. I mean, you know when it's going to air. Yes, listeners, I, don't tune in on Friday. I expect <laughs> this. But, but I mean, it's, it's airing soon. Or it has aired recently. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Do you think you'd still be watching the Halloween episodes if your kids weren't into the show? Um, yes, I think I would. I always like to check them out. I'm not saying I would have watched it live. I might have looked for the clip after the fact, or Plus I might I would have just kill the animator's wrist. Yeah, I might. You know what I mean, Tim? I do. And if you, the listener, want to, <laughs> right? You yep. can segue out of this, sure, and uh, segue into uh, the Not a Holograms webpage of nahpods.com. That's where you'll find this dud of an episode all of our past uh duds as well as links to subscribe to the episode you can also uh follow the show there on twitter i think and on instagram at 20 popcast and you can uh what else can you you you, you can follow me there and uh, at, at subcultist and 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 bob you can do this oh god it's all right tim yes you can follow tim at lots of those places you can follow him. <clears throat> oh, shit. Wow. Now I've got it happening. Now we have to start from the beginning, Lenny. <laughs> yeah, let's start from whose beginning? My beginning? Uh, oh, no. I have the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we got to do this whole one. The over. very start. Hey, everyone ever. <laughs> no, but but uh, where can they find you? Where can people find you? God, this, this was part of this one. Okay. You know what I'm thinking? Oh, we, have, we haven't ended this one yet. Let's end this one, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. So tell people how you want to do that, and then you can tell me <laughs> sure. what you're hey. thinking. You can follow me on Twitter at RH Canning. I always like to hear from folks. I never do. So maybe this week. <laughs> maybe. That's, that's my impersonation of Tim in high school. Maybe this week. Oh, that's, that's a callback to something that may or may not have actually been recorded uh, earlier. But it got me and it hurt. So oh, I'm sorry, man. So success. But now you have the much deeper voice than I do. And that's all that's important. And if you have a deeper voice, sign into NHPods, NHPods, NAPods.com. Have you ever gone to it? Have you seen it? I've work gone to NAPods, yeah. Have you updated it recently? Yeah, I've been writing articles I've seen times you, a week. I've seen that you've posted that you've written articles. And written. Have you? Because a moment ago, you were acting as if maybe you had not. I, ha- I, I don't know when I was, but yes, I've been to NAPods.com. I have not read your recent articles, but I have read other articles you posted there. I have listened to other episodes of shows that you produce there, uh, including uh, Menage Pop, which I absolutely love <laughs> what you do with Menage Pop, Tim. It's great. Uh, if if uh, Listeners, if you don't know what it is, Tim interviews people that are not me that uh, share their stories about some pop culture that is meaningful to them. Um, and you can check that out at notpods.com. Have you read my tweets? I've read some. I'm not on Twitter as much as I should be. You're on Twitter every day. I see your tweets. I post on Twitter a specific thing. I I like every third one. I post specifically. I don't sit there and and read. 
The only thing I've used Twitter for in the last three months is to post my Oasis album track countdown. Daily. What did you say? Daily? Daily? Yes, daily. Time daily posts on Twitter. No, every day. Every day? Tim Daily. That's how I do it. You do a Bob Daily, she does a Time Daily. (laughs) That's how people post about Cagney or Lacey. I hope that this episode fades out like 20 minutes ago when, yeah. when it actually yeah, We're 20 minutes into. Let me hit stop recording and <laughs> you can tell me your big idea. Can I have a minute to think about this? Sure. Life with the Simpsons. What choice do I have? It chose to destroy itself rather than live with us. You can't help but feel a little rejected. <laughs>